This is 93.7 The Ticket. Look at me short. Look at me short. I'm the captain now. Three-time national champion, Vershawn Jackson. Oh, got a bunch all alone is Vershawn Jackson. And Vershawn, he'll get it to the 24-yard line. Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Presented by Wingstop. Here he is, Vershawn Jackson. Yes, yes, yes. We are back. Here's the captain, the ticket, 93.7, sponsored by Wingstop, 50th and O Street, 29th and Pine Lake, 28th and Superior. Go get your chicken sandwiches now. Terrell? Yes, sir. Sleep? Nope. Make sure you up, man, because sometimes you be falling asleep. Jack? 20, 28th and Superior. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, this guy's on me. Maybe you can talk to him about calming down some. Jack, he's way too hyper and way too. Really? He get offended well, earlier, Jack. Both really? of you have a lot of energy. You got to have to make it today. So, bless you. <laughs> <laughs> Not the two people you would thought would be on the radio together, huh, Jack? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You guys have always had people skills. You've always been leaders. You've, you're very outgoing. That's 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 what makes great leaders. A lot of people follow you guys. Trust me. Do 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 there is there the only reason why I'm saying this is because all my buddies that I played with at Nebraska that came in with single moms or came from Texas, California, come from all these different places, 18-year-olds, um, you don't know necessarily know what they know about life. And I yeah. think sometimes if you put in place something similar to the Unity Council, but something that is geared towards helping um, young athletes, especially ones that are, you know, maybe come from impoverished places, helping them to reenter life, whether that's jobs. I remember, I remember to this day, Jack, I know you, you, you still, if you could whoop me, Jack, you would take a belt and whoop my butt. You know, the, the, you, 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 you had me set up for, and I'm going to tell you right now why I didn't take that job, Jack. So, Jack okay. Jack had me set up to be a claims investigator with UP. And, you know, at the time I was getting done with playing football, and it was an awesome opportunity. I got the job. They said, yes, you start out making 70. And this is, Jack, what, 05? Yeah, yeah. 05. Yeah. So, so that was, you know, a long time ago. And, and, and uh, I just I look at that situation. But, Jack, here's why I didn't want to take the job. After I was explained to the job, and by the way, is is um, what's his name that you sent me to? Uh, I think it was um, Rick Rivera. He yeah, is he you. still alive? He yes, he's alive. He's retired, and I had lunch with him two weeks ago. We got to have lunch, man. You got to set that up, man. I, I, I right, he right. gave me so much. Just he gave me life lessons, man. When I yeah, went and I met with him, he's a cool guy. Yeah, but so here's why: when they told me that I was gonna have to go be the first guy on the scene, kind of. And you know, train wrecks oh, and people get their yeah. arms knocked off, and 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 yeah. they're sitting on the tracks, and the car explodes. And I got to call uh, a mom and say, "I regret to tell you this, but blah 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 was blah 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 blah." Or I got to go to the house. For me, I don't ever want to be the bird. That that be my job, being the the bearer of bad news. I, I just yeah, to yeah. me. It, so Jack, I and and don't don't get me wrong. Over all these years, I've said, what would have happened if I would have just bit the bullet and took that job? 
I well, think you'd about be, that. You'd be promoted. You'd be a vice president making three hundred, two hundred fifty <laughs> to three hundred thousand, and have a lot of stock. But I get what you're saying because I talked to these guys, and they they were shared with me the, the memories they had uh, of See? investigating. Because you have to be there right away to investigate things. I I worked for them. I did some of that. I would. Uh, a young man lost his legs in an accident. I got on a plane within an hour and flew there, talked to the family. It's it's emotional. So I totally understand where you're coming from. Yeah, I, and so you know what I mean. I would have to I would have to have you on speed dial if I took that job. <laughs> you know, yeah. not that I didn't need you on speed dial all the years since then, but I'm just simply saying, definitely in that situation. But um, you know, how important? And when when I say this, this reentry you know, back into life. Because I think what was missing with Lawrence Phillips, and I remember telling Lawrence this in 96 when he went first round, because I saw it back then where other people maybe didn't see it or they might have turned blind eye to it. You can't turn young men who have no home training loose with a whole bunch of money. Yeah, yeah. And I told I told Dick Vermeil, the, the, the coach, who I really liked, I said, you know, you gotta, you gotta have someone with him, um, you know, to be a mentor with him, a roommate or something, because, and you know, this is why, for the last, you know, I, I stopped, I walked out the door with Solich in 2003, and and I probably spend 10, sometimes 20, 30 hours a week with my ex players. Don't charge them; they're my sons, and I do exactly that. I try to mentor them. Sometimes they have marriage issues; they're looking for jobs, going through tough times. Um, uh, just you know, coping with life in general. But and I'm hard on them. Uh, you know, if you're not being a good dad, um, I'm all over them. But I'm I'm really proud of how so many of our guys have gone well, done well. And some of them came from very difficult situations. And so uh, you're right. I tried to do that on my own. We we don't do enough of that. And I tried to do it while they were there. I mean, every one of our players, I would have 150 guys. And it was hard to see all of them. And I was by myself. But then um, I put in as much time as I possibly could. And um, I think it, you know, and then we, I got other guys a mentor. And that's what's key. you got to have a mentor in your life. You've had good mentors in your life, both of you. And that makes all the difference in the world. Yeah, but you also have to have someone that's not afraid to, 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 tell, to get in your face and tell you the tough stuff and somebody that you trust. So I'm like implanting. Someone who looks like some of those guys down there. Don't, let me just say it, African American, and that yeah. that that can that can can kind of stand in the balance, can stand in the gap between the players and the coaches, and and understand you know what that that fine line is. Because I remember telling Lawrence, you know what, Lawrence, you pay me. I think I said fifty grand at the time. It was ninety six. I was like, if you pay me, if you pay me, if you pay me fifty grand, man, I'll just come live with you, man. I told him that. Well, that he, we had we talked about that. Miss. He should have done that. You would have been huge for him. Yeah, huge. we we talked about that, and 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 you know, to his hindsight's always twenty twenty, but to his um, defense, he he was like, "Dude, you got two years left." You know, blah 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 blah. But I understood where Lawrence came from, and I understood who Lawrence was. Mm-hmm. You know, because we spent a lot of time together, and and Lawrence. You know, a lot of times when we are under the influence of anything, whether that's anger, alcohol, um, uh, drugs, it changes the way we think and it changes our behavior. Okay, so especially yeah. alcohol. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think well, sometimes that's, that's a, lot, a lot of it is mental health issues. You get depressed. 
because you're injured or something's happened to you. But that childhood trauma is just so powerful. And, and I can't tell you how many guys, 6'5", 300-pounders, I've held my arms and cried with them because of the stuff they went through. And I won't go into it, but mm-hmm. Lawrence Phillips went through trauma in, the, in his childhood. Trauma. Oh, absolutely. When you're on your own at 12 years old, you don't know what the, that life looks like. You know, the, the bullying that he had to endure, the the fights that he had to endure. You know, when I we went to his funeral, I talked to some of his buddies and, and you know what I mean? The, 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 the fact that they all told me that Lawrence Phillips would come beat the bully up after he was getting bullied. Yeah. After they got yeah. bigger and older and stronger and faster, of course. But all I ever heard, and, and I know the guy would give you anything. I mean, when he left, he gave me everything in his apartment. The, the everything. Wow. He gave me everything yeah. in his apartment, he, gave he, me his car. He gave me all of that before he left. He was like, you can have it all. That's how I still got high school tapes. Huh? The Mustang? He didn't give me the Mustang, though. <laughs> yeah, you know that Mustang was the was – the, he didn't give you the Mustang. <laughs> in this day and age, though, you know, Jack, could you – do you think – that we could have handled NIL back then? No, oh my. No. Not, <laughs> that, that would have been, I mean, you know, it would have been disastrous. I mean, half the guys, I mean, just, and think about where this is going. If guys don't have to go to class, it's just, it's going to take away everything. And I'm, I'm worried because for me, you know me how I preach. you got to get an education. you got to get your degree. you got to keep it together. You're going to be a father. You better be a good dad and and and, the, and mentor somebody. And those I always tell people in my talks. There are three things in life that are most important. One is a dream. What you want to do with your life. Two is a love. Someone to share your life with. And three is a mentor. And I can't tell you. Ninety percent of my players coming in did not have their mentor was a coach, maybe a father, but a grandma, somebody. But once they got here, that stayed behind, and they were searching for it. And we tried to fill that gap as best we could. I think we did, you guys did a great job of that at the time. You know what I mean? It's hard to believe that was 25 years ago uh, since yeah. 97. It's, it, it's just so hard to believe that. But I think some of the same psychological problems that we had back then, the kids have today. The only difference is they've got these little TVs called cell phones that we run around with all the time. And we feel like we have to either put something on social media or we have to you know, to make ourselves feel good. Um, leaders, talk a little bit about that. How important and how did you guys identify leaders on the football team? Well, that's a great question. What I, I think the, the first year uh, we, we identified the leaders. I went to Osborne and said that the people are going to be on the Unity Council. We identified them. After that, we had, we had uh, uh, elections. But what I did, I really went hard on – I would talk to the players, the whole team, and say, guys, I do not want you voting for your buddy, your best friend. I want you voting for someone who's going to be a leader in this team. That's what we need. And, and oftentimes, the, the best leaders were the ones who were vocal. You know, you could have a leader that's quiet, doesn't say anything, but you've got to be able to speak. And so I worked with coaches. And what I did, um, and I've done the last 17 years with Creighton, I would, I would take those leaders on the team, and I remember them all. And I would, I would bring them to my house or meet with them, and I'd say, okay, here's the thing. You as a leader, I expect more out of you. And if that, if that running back is in trouble, I'm on your butt. You understand what I'm telling you? I'm holding you accountable. 
You better make that guy better because that's your job. You're a leader. That's what a leader does. You can contribute to this team and help us win games, but that's what I expect out of you. And what's interesting, I will tell you, the guys who are the best leaders, they're making five to ten times more money today than the other guys who didn't want to lead or be led. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The, 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 the mindset of, what, this, the mindset of, um, a team psychologist, because you're dealing with so many different players, so many different walks of life. Um, what's your thoughts just on the the the? the and I want to back. I want to. I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna start forward and I'll go back. What's your thoughts on Mickey Joseph, him being at Nebraska? How we look from you know Scott. I mean, these are all guys that you you dealt with. Yeah, a, I you, I was close to all of them. Um, Mickey, I only had Mickey for two years. Loved the guy, loved him today. I saw when he came here during the summer. First thing he did, I I didn't re- know if he'd remember. Oh, Jack, how you doing? Starkey, give me a big hug. Um, and you know, I instantly knew, you know, this guy. I watched him with the players. Now, nobody is as good as Mickey Joseph at recruiting, particularly black players. They love this guy. They will go through a wall from I. It was you. You know, I remember. I got to tell the story on you, Vershawn. This is my favorite Vershawn story, and it goes back to leadership. And it has to do with Coach Osborne. So we're in a game, and it's it's kind of we're up a couple of touchdowns, but we score a touchdown. You run out on the field. The referee runs into you. We get a 15-yard penalty. Osborne's not happy. He comes over to you and says. Did he grab your face mask? No. Did he swear at you? No. Did he push you around? No. He says, Vershawn, I'm so disappointed in you. You told me, Jack, I went and cried like a baby for a half hour because I let Coach down. I tell that story because that's a powerful story of a leader that you you, did, you played hard for Coach because you didn't want to let him down. It wasn't because you feared him or because he was going to give you money or favors or playing time. You just respected him so much. That's what these players need. They need someone who knows that Osborne deeply cared about your players. He didn't dump Lawrence Phillips. He kept him on the team, and he took the heat. Man, I'm telling you, he took serious, serious heat for keeping him on the team. Because he also, I don't know if you know this, but he got a phone call from the group home saying, you cut him loose, it's not going to be good. Lawrence, Lawrence, uh, well, you, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, I, he, may not make, he may not make it. And so, Coach, you know, he, he I told him, I said, Coach, this is going to get bad. It's going to really be bad, Coach. He goes, I won't do it. I won't do that to that young man. I knew the character of that man right there. He looked me straight in the eye and said, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to cut him loose. And he, it was, I had, I won't tell you who, but probably one of the top coaches in the history of college football looked at me straight in the eye and said, I wouldn't have done that. He coached for 50 years. I wouldn't have done, I wouldn't have done that for a player. I wouldn't put my life, my job on the line for a player. I wouldn't do that. He was honest. 
What do you what do you think will work? What do you think will work better here, a CEO type coach or a players coach? And what do you first? Let me let me let me let me let me back up. Is yeah. Coach Osborne a players coach or a CEO coach? Well, here's the deal. You need both. Mm. And here's the here's the way to do this. It's and it's if you think of every company, Sean. Let me give that. You have a chairman of the board, CEO, and COO. You usually have to have three people. Um, but what you have here today, it's very, very difficult to be a head, to be a ball coach. Mickey's a ball coach. The players love him. You got to have a Mickey. You got to keep Mickey. I don't care what you do, keep him somehow. Um, but there are times when I almost think, well, don't make Mickey the head coach because he's too important to recruit. And why bog him down with all the, the fundraising and you know media and fans and boosters and all that, because that's a screen. You don't have more than 80 hours a week. Um, and so if you if you get him and another person who can do all the other stuff, but media, Mickey could do both. But if, he's, if he is the head coach, he's got to have someone go do all that other stuff because you just don't have enough time. And the reason for that, things have changed drastically. You know what the number one problem in the university system is hmm. by far? Mental health. Wow. That's the first thing that Ted Carter, and by the way, he's the best – He's the best president we've ever had. Ted Carter said mental health. 42% of kids 18 to 30 have been identified as mental health issues by the CDC. It's probably closer to 50 to 60% after COVID. It is, we can't hire, you talk about hiring a sports psychologist, we can't hire psychologists anywhere. We can't hire enough people. We're in the university system, we're constantly trying to hire people. We're short. We've got two or three prisons going up for $200 million dollars. And we're short twenty psychologists and ten psychiatrists. Oh. They're not out there. I'm trying to. I'm trying to grow my own. I've got people I'm working with. Um, uh, you know, guys I got in school. You talk about you know players that look like players or coach, therapists that look like. I'm trying to recruit these guys left and right. It's hard though. A lot of you. You know, you graduate. You got to get like your mom. You got to get a master's degree or a PhD. And they look at me and I remember you. When I said, "Hey, I get you this job," and no, man, I don't want to go to grad school. Come on, I'm I'm gonna go get a job. <laughs> I did. Uh, I, you know, I mean, at that point, you've been when you went in the in that climate where yeah. you only got three hundred and eighteen bucks, buddy. Yeah, and, and well, that was I, and I, that yeah. was and for everything. For 40, and you had to go to years? school. You yeah. couldn't work. I had a baby. Which was oh, yeah. by the time I left was five years old. So you can't, you know, me looking like I, I did the whole football thing when the, the dream of playing in the NFL. It's like the best, the next best thing for me is to go get a job. Well, yeah, that was a yeah. problem. That's why I had to yeah, come talk to you because I was overqualified for for these jobs, and and then when I went to this particular job, I was underqualified. So I'm yeah. like, well, wait well, a minute. That's why. I spent all my time helping guys with jobs and marriages, divorces, kids. Um, that's why I try to be there for them all the time. I mean, I, I, it's, it's special to me because I'm blessed to have like 2,000 sons. And I have a few daughters in other female sports I helped with. But it's, it's pretty cool. But, man, that's missing. And that's, what, that's why you, you saw Coach. I'm, go, I'm going on taking cluster to teammates tonight. Um, he's got 12,000 mentors. Think about that. Think about what he's done, Coach Osborne. It's not 255 wins in 25 years, but what he's really done, he's helped hundreds of thousands of kids get mentoring. Huge. You are going to the teammates' deal tonight, huh? 530? Yes. 
Yep. I'll see you. you. Going? Uh, of course. I'll, I'll go just about every year. God bless you. Yeah, it's a good time. Uh, Drew Brees is going to be there. Mm-hmm. You got yeah, any questions yeah. for Drew Brees? Are you coming tonight yeah. with Stevie? Oh, man, I forgot it's tonight. I, yeah. I have to call Steve. You got to call Steven? Yeah. It's Steven. It's not it, – listen, it's Steven Taylor. Yeah. Get made, it right. I made him change his name. Steven Taylor. It's yeah. not Steve. I was part of that. I was part of that committee that made him change it's his name. It's Steven? Yeah. Okay, it's Steven Taylor, by the way. Shout out to Steven Taylor. Hope to see you tonight, Steven Taylor. But, 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 but Jack, um, you know, we talked about CEOs. We talked about players, coach. Um, yeah. And, and talked a little bit about Mickey. Where do you think Scotty failed in his tenure to not be successful at Nebraska? Because here's the deal, Jack. You know, I know, Terrell knows what the formula was to being successful under Coach Osborne. But for whatever reason, he didn't want to use that same blueprint to be successful. Why do you think he he, he didn't want to do that? I, I just want to get dive into the mind of what that was about. Well, I think it was the first time, you know, if you look at Scott, since he was a little boy, he broke every record. It was the first time in his life that he ever failed. It got started off with a very, I mean, the, the first game, I don't know, was canceled in, in the first season. And it came in, I think what happened is, it's like, there's so many barriers. And I'm, I'm not, and I'm not holding back. I think we need, we need to take a hard look at the entire athletic department. There's a, we've been through, look, we've been through six coaches, six ADs, and each, each AD hired a different group of people. So we need unity in the, in the athletic department. And I think he just got worn out, and I think he just thought, you know what, no matter what, I can't win here. Yeah, but, um, but, but, but we're talking psychology now. So yeah, one yeah. of the things that was happening at practice way back in 2018 that, you know, I found myself on the other end of arguing with the powers that be why are we doing this? Because this is something that I know won't work. We're playing music at practice. And and the music that we're playing at practice is not the right music to be playing at practice, right? So Right. And, it, I, and here, here's what I think he here's what happened. He inherited uh, that kind of culture. Uh, the previous coach, I'm not trying to call blame others, but the previous coach, a lot of stuff wasn't mandatory. And he's coming in. He had players come up to him saying, hey, coach, um, it's Thursday. Um, I'm not feeling real good. I'm not going to play Saturday. What? You're my starting so-and-so. I mean, I, I heard those kinds of stories. And so it was a culture of, hey, um, you weren't forced to do anything. And if you force them, they're going to leave or they can transfer. And so there was some of that. There was a lot, there was a lot going on. Um, and, he, he, you know, there was people he had to report to that had control of things. Um, so it was frustrating. And I don't know what totally happened, but I, I just I saw him – um, I, I think it was just—I um, think it was just worn out. Worn yeah, but 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 I, I worn out is one thing, right? But mm-hmm. doing something contrary, you saying that you're a national champion, right? That means right. you do national championship things, right? So yeah. if if physicality, we're talking mental game now, because yeah. being physical was mental, but if physicality is something that w- was a mainstay, a fundamental truth for Nebraska football over the years, why wouldn't we be tackling in practice? Well, and, th- and that is classic. When we when Coach Osborne had five units going head-to-head. Every, we had 150 guys, and no one was sitting around. 
Now, that happened during the Callahan set around, even Fellini, uh, and certainly with, certainly with Riley. Um, and they, they would have ones and twos. And I remember the best story Coach Osborne and I always heard, Doug Coleman was from the East Coast. And Coach asked me, said, now, Doug, he played in the pros. How would you get to be so good as a linebacker? He says, you know, Coach, that fourth and fifth string uh, fullback at, from small town Nebraska walk-on just wanted to knock the snot out of me every day. I had to get better. That kid was giving me everything he had. And that and right there, I mean, that's when Coach looked at me and was like, there it is. You know, those small town Nebraska kids, they would die to be on that program. And they, a lot of them, that's why they, their toughness, by the, by the time they're juniors or seniors, they were starting because they, they paid the price. Um, and you got to do that. And I, I remember going to some other programs looking like, oh, yeah, we're going to be good. I'm going, no, you don't. You've you got to have you got to have four or five units going, guys. That's what you do. You grow them. And then each year uh, uh, they come up and, they, you know, they, maybe they didn't, they didn't fill out as fast. Maybe they were, uh, didn't have quite. But that mental toughness was built in when you do it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it was it was gone right after well after Solich left it 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 just dropped off. Oh whole, yeah, well the, the whole program thing. dropped off. <laughs> this yeah. I'm, I'm I'm with Jack Stark, legendary uh, uh, psychologist for the for the University of Nebraska for a whole lot of years. I got to throw it the break, uh, but when we get back, we'll talk a little bit about being a regent. What does that mean? Because I think for me, I you always hear regent, 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 but sometimes you don't really understand what that means. So we'll talk more with Jack Stark. I got the black shirt. I got COVID. The ticket, 93.7. Wingstop.